Welcome to Friday Night Football Replay, a Ken's 5 high school football podcast where we talk about everything going on in the prep gridiron world in San Antonio and the surrounding area with David Flores. I'm Cameron Songer. And David, we had an instant classic, probably the best game of the year. It's still only week four that's in the books. Uh, still have more than half of the season to go, but it's really hard to expect anything better than what we saw from Judson and Steele on Friday night. Boy, Cameron, what a game. You're right. What a game. What a game that was. I know I'm going to kind of be dating myself here, but this is my 43rd season overall of covering high school football. This is my 41st season in San Antonio. And I, that has to rank as one of the, one of the greatest uh, games I've seen, at least, you know, even in, in the regular season, maybe even overall. Two teams combined for nearly 1,200 yards of total offense. It was 1,159 yards if you're trying to do the math at home. Unbelievable. Judson wins the game 51 to 48. Scores a winning touchdown with 56 seconds left. Quarterback Mike Chandler, the second, scores on a five-yard run. He winds up uh, hitting five of 11 passes for only 179 yards, one touchdown. He rushed for 129 yards, threw three touchdown passes. Uh, and, uh, boy, the, 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 other, the other fellow, the running back, the Anthony Lewis, rushes for 229. And, uh, you know, he, has a, he rushes for uh, uh, two touchdowns. Just, it was just a... Uh, just an, an amazing, an amazing game, and both teams. Cameron was really something. It kept going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. There was there was a certain symmetry to uh, to the game. It was unbelievable that both teams, before they scored their last touchdowns, both stopped each other on fourth downs. You know, uh, uh, Steele had a four point lead, and they held Judson on downs, and they had the ball at the thirty three yard line on a, on first down. They go in and pick up nine yards on first down, so it's second and one with a chance to extend the lead to 11 points if they score a touchdown. And there was no one thought that thought that they wouldn't score a touchdown if they, if they made that first down. On second down, they got thrown for a two-yard loss, and it's third and two, and Beagle, Wyatt Beagle, their quarterback, who passed for 420 yards, tries to sneak it in there, doesn't make, uh, picks up two, so now it's fourth and one, and they got stopped. And so from that there, and then, then Jets from there, uh, Justin took off and scored the the uh, on, you know on, on that on that drive. It was just an, an amazing an amazing game. Like I said, Beagle, uh, the quarterback for uh, Steele, passed for 420 yards. Anthony Lewis, who's a who's just a, a load, uh, rushed for 229. And then and then uh, of course Chandler was the quarterback. Just a, just an amazing uh, what he did. Uh, just an amazing ball game. Just. You know, you just left that thing of, wow, you know, when it ended, it was, it was, is that all there is? You kind of, it was so entertaining, people wanted to stay there until midnight, you know, and stuff. Uh, just watching the game, it, it was really something. Well, that was the game matching up the number one and number three teams in our Kens5.com 6A area rankings. Judson will keep that top spot moving forward. Steele. This was the district opener, so they still have a tough gauntlet to run the rest of the mm -hmm. way. Judson sort of gets the inside track a little bit, having already taken care of that game against Steele. Uh, but now the Knights have to turn around and continue to play it through a very tough 26-6A. But I think it gives them some confidence that, that they can play with just about anybody. Yes, I'll tell you what. Uh, you know, Brandeis will stay. Brandeis is undefeated. They will stay number two. But I'll tell you what. Uh, the back of my mind, I'm thinking I'm not so sure if those two teams are the best teams, you know, in, in the area. The six eight teams, they're 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 tough. Uh, coach Rodney Williams, the, the, uh, uh, the you know the, the, the coach of the, of, of the Judson Rockets, gave uh, a lot of props to to Steele, and you know, no reason that he wouldn't. Uh, he said, "Hey, they they uh, they're good," and he says, "And I know their nemesis has been Austin Westlake. You know, the, uh, Westlake had knocked them off two years ago. They knocked off Brandeis, which knocked off uh, Steele earlier in the playoffs last year." So they've been – San Antonio's had trouble getting past those Austin teams. And, of course, then Judson struggled with, with Lake Travis. Well, he said, 
Westlake can't stay on the field with this with this team this year. I mean, he said they, they uh, he said they Westlake doesn't do anything that we do. They're not. In other words, we would say they're not better than us. And look at what these guys did. They came within a play of, of winning that ball game. And he just laughed when he asked me after the game, "How much was the total off? What was the?" They outgained. They uh, uh, Steele lost the game despite outgaining him. Like they got 630 yards, and the other one was 570 or something like that. So it was just crazy. Just a crazy game. A ton of respect. Those schools, obviously, pretty big rivals, Judson and Steele, but uh, a lot of respect. And uh, I think part of that also comes from the fact that they maybe don't see each other in the postseason mm-hmm. based on the way the uh, 6AD1, 6AD2 ends up usually shaking out for them. But, uh, you know, I think it would be a little bit different if they also had some of these playoff battles year after year. But that's that's not how it is right now. No. Uh, and uh, it, it does set up some interesting things moving forward in the rest of the 6A classification. Let's talk about that here for a minute. You mentioned Brandeis coming in at number two. They'll, they'll hold that spot. Uh, they took care of business against Clark, winning 42-7 to to, uh, to hang on to the number two spot in our 6A area rankings. Brennan was number four coming in. They had a game against Taft, and I think that maybe was a little bit closer than some people were thinking. Uh, 29-10, though, for Brennan to stay perfect. Yeah, Brennan, again, nothing spectacular uh, stat-wise for them individually, but as a team, and here again, these are these are folks, the Bears play tough defense, just like uh, just like the old Chicago Bears. They outgained, uh, they outgained Taft uh, 387 to 185. That tells you all. And nowadays, when you can keep a, a team under 200 yards, especially with all these spread offenses going around, they're 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 good. And you mentioned uh, Brandeis, uh, same thing with them. They outgained Clark 346 to 151. Jordan Battles, who's their good quarterback, dual threat, he didn't have a spectacular game as far as statistically. You know, he only had 116 uh, yards, uh, six of eight uh, on passing, 116 yards and two touchdowns, and he ran for one, but nothing, you know, nothing eye popping. You know, nothing mind boggling as far as the stats go. Keeping it in 28-6A, a lot of those teams from the same district all up in the top half of our 6A rankings. Mentioned Brandeis, mentioned uh, Brennan. How about O'Connor? Uh, they came in at number five in the in the 6A rankings. They picked up a win against Jay, uh, 24-12 in a game that I believe started on Thursday night, and then because of weather, they had yeah. to actually resume it on Friday. So a little bit disjointed, a little bit weird. And uh, tough for Jay, though, I'll tell you what, uh, two of their first three district games have been against Brennan and O'Connor. So uh, Jay was a team that, that started hot, start, uh, winning their first two games, but I think things maybe will get a little bit easier for the Mustangs. Yeah, they will. You know, they, they've, they've started off real, real well, uh, and they'll, they'll be there. They're going to be a factor in the race. Uh, uh, O'Connor's David Dodd, keep your, remember that name. He's putting together a pretty efficient season. Uh, uh, he hit 18 of 29 passes for 196 yards and one touchdown. So he does that. He's very, very steady. Cameron, if, if, uh, before I forget, let me just mention right quick, getting back to that Steel game, it was a very moving. It was a situation before the game. The they had a, the Steel fans were real classy. They had signs, uh, be, be Bryce Strong, talking about the, the young man, Bryce Wisdom, who's a junior. The younger brother, Brashad Wisdom, who's now a safety at, uh, at Judson. He played on their team last year. He was a senior. Uh, he's been, you know, we had a story on Kens5.com a few weeks ago. Sadly, uh, an MRI, a body scan showed that the, uh, he had ca- kidney cancer and he'd had to have a, a kidney removed. Sadly, the, the, uh, the scan showed that he's got another tumor where the kidney used to be. And uh, according to uh, reports, uh, well, really on Facebook from the, uh, from the mom and all, uh, they, they found a cancer in his liver. So it's, uh, he was in his hospital last week, so he couldn't go to the, obviously could not go to the game. Very well thought of and remembered. But then on, on the steel side, Daniel Jackson, and we mentioned him, who's committed. He's a wide receiver. He's committed to Iowa State. 
had not played because he had mono, mononucleosis. Well, he was in a car accident last week and, and got a ter- terrible injury. And uh, understand, he's out for the he's out for the he's out for the season. And and you know his future. I think he's going to be okay moving forward, but he's going to have to rehab and all he uh, and and stuff. So he's so it hasn't been. It's not all fun and games. And we just want to remember about. Uh, it's not even about the game, but Daniel Jackson. We talk about that. What a great ball game it was. Well, there, there was one guy that did not get to play in that. One individual that would have really uh, impacted the game in some way. But anyway, just don't want to don't want to be a Debbie Downer. No, a- absolutely. And it's 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 always nice to do that because these teams they can be fierce rivals on the field. But then yeah. then you get you start to deal with these things that are bigger right. than football, and you remember you. that there are things right. that. Uh, that make us more similar than, than we are different. Even if you're rooting you're right. for uh, Judson or Steele, uh, at the end of the day, it's all part of the uh, the football family, and, and it's always nice to see that. So our, our thoughts and prayers are with uh, with everyone affected uh, on both sides, uh, both teams mm-hmm. dealing with uh, yes. some real life some real life things. Uh, back to the gridiron. That, that's one big game. The Judson-Steele game was one big game in 26A. Well, we had another one. Uh, Two teams that are ranked in our uh, 6A area rankings, Smithson Valley against Clemens. And when you talk about the playoff picture in 26-6A, it always starts with Judson and Steele. But then those are always the next two teams. Mm -hmm. They played each other in their district opener, and uh, Clemens snuck by Smithson Valley on the road 15-7. So the the Buffalo is now uh, 3-1. Yeah, they, they they are. They they bounced back. They bounced back from that previous the, the non district that their last tune up game. They got beat by Reagan, which had gotten Travis Staley back, their quarterback, who had sat out, uh, you know, the, the first the first three games. Yeah, great. Uh, you realize that game was zero zero through three quarters. Wow. Show me a high school game nowadays when people are falling out of the bus and they've already passed for 200 yards well, and stuff. And I mean, we just talked about the game between Judson and Steele, 51-48, yeah. yeah. and then the, their, their district rivals yeah. play a game that's scoreless through three quarters. That one was, yeah, 0-0 zero, zero through three quarters. Football, and and, and uh, Clemens, kudos to them. Had to have that win, 15-7, and to win it at Smithson Valley. Because that, that game, for those of you, Lenhoff Stadium is on the campus of Clemens High School. So it was really almost surreal. We're coming out of you know, uh, after the game, you, you write and stuff, and I'm coming out of the press box, and the buses, I'm going, what is, they haven't, still haven't left. It occurred to me, it was Clemens that was getting back from Smithson Valley, so all the all the fans were coming, I mean, the, the cheerleaders and the players and the band members, and then here I am, I've just seen a 51-48 uh, game, and I, and I come out, and I go, son, what, what was the, what was the all score? Uh, he says, Oh, oh they, he said we won, and I said, oh, "Really? What was the score? Fifteen to seven. I go, "What? Fifteen to seven? So it was a great, uh, you know. Hats off to Jared Johnston and the uh, Clemens Buffaloes. Great win for them. So Clemens was at number eight in our ranking. Smithson Valley was at number six. There'll there'll be some movement uh, entering week five of the Ken's Five dot com area rankings. Also, want to give a shout out to the number seven team in our rankings. That's the Roosevelt Rough Riders, and they stayed perfect. Twenty seven sixteen. MacArthur gave them a good game, though. Yeah, they they hung in there. They hung in there with it, but there here we go. Didn't we say before the season we talked about that that watch Roosevelt? Everybody kept saying that's the team, and I and they said we wouldn't even call them a dark horse. They should be fa- they're good. They're good. They have folks that haven't made the playoffs since 2012. Their record in the ensuing six seasons was 18 and 42. So uh, they they had been down, but they're back. And Rashad Owens, who we talked about early in the season, 171 yards, three touchdowns. Their quarterback Dwayne Coleman didn't throw a touchdown pass, but 10 of 11 for 138 yards. So they are a good team. 
We had one other big rivalry game in 26-6A, New Braunfels-Canyon against New Braunfels. Now, Canyon came in without a win. Uh, the Unicorns came in undefeated. But you can throw records out when you're playing some mm. of these rivalry games. Mm -hmm. uh, but New Braunfels, uh, again, they stayed focused, and they won uh, against the Cougars. 47 to 21. Uh, the Unicorns now 4 and 0. They could be moving up from that number nine slot in our rankings. Talk about total offense in that one. New Braunfels said, "Here they come. Here comes New Braunfels. Uh, they really put the, are putting together a great season. They out they outgain, and I wouldn't say that not much on the outgain. They outgain N NB Canyon 541 to 505. You know, we talked about that other game, uh, the, the Jets and Steel game, where they almost got 1200 yards. Well, that wasn't far off. And uh, Peyton Riggers, keep your mind." you got to remember that. With a first name like that, he's a quarterback. Peyton Riggers went 13 of 19 for 320 yards, two touchdowns, and then, and then rushed only eight times for 121 uh, yards for so four touchdowns. He had a hand in six touchdowns. He's just – he's a dude. We're going to call him a dude, okay? <laughs> we like we like that. That's a big compliment coming from David Flores. I'll tell you what, guys. Uh, one last team in the uh, Kens5.com 6A area rankings. That was Reagan, who held the number 10 spot with a 1-2 record coming in. They opened district play against Johnson. That's a, another tough district opener. And that's been a theme uh, with most of these districts. Well, two of the three 6A districts here uh, began district play here in week four. That's 26 and 27. Uh, the 28 District 28 has been in district play since week two because they have to play nine of those games. Uh, but Reagan opening against Johnson, and Johnson uh, sneaks by with the win, 38-31. Well, here comes Johnson. We knew that they would. They, they, they had their hiccups in, in non-district, but big, big win over that Reagan team that was coming off uh, an exhilarating win over Clemens, as we, as we mentioned uh, the week before. Uh, Travis Staley, uh, their quarterback, who, who had sat out the first uh, three games or two games, comes back and uh, completes 14 of 20 passes, 277 yards, two touchdowns, and he rushed for another touchdown. But then look at the Johnson side. Justin Rodriguez, their running back. 34 carries, 248 yards, two touchdowns. And he's not very big. He's about 5'7", five, 5'8". Five, Their quarterback, Ty Reasoner, seven carries, 134 yards, three touchdowns. So they are going to be a force, the old uh, proverbial uh, force to be reckoned with in the second half of the season, going, you know, moving into that district play. They're going to, Johnson's going to be hard to knock off. Yeah, 34 carries. If you have a, a back who can, who can handle that workload, man, uh, that's what it's about sometimes, and uh, you know you talk about old school versus new school. That's old school football. Right, there he's tough. He's tough. He squirt. He's small. He hides behind those 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 backs and then of uh, those big old linemen. He squirts out there into the secondary. He's quick. He's quick. And he's got some speed. So recapping really quick, the ten teams in our top ten for the six A area. Uh, Judson was number one. They won. Brandeis was number two. They won. Steele was number three, but they lost to Judson. Brennan was number four. They won. O'Connor at five won. Smithson Valley at six, lost to number eight, Clemens. Roosevelt at seven, one, and uh, New Braunfels at number nine, one, and Reagan was number 10. They lost. So that's the uh, recap of the 6A, Kens5.com area rankings. We'll have new ones up pretty soon here, depending on when you're listening to this, but definitely well before uh, the action kicks off for week five. Let's take a quick look now at the rest of the action, some of the other 6A teams in the San Antonio area, starting in 26-6A, only one other game there that wasn't involving ranked teams. Uh, East Central defeated San Marcos 42-38. Over in 27-6A, Madison opened their district play with a win over Churchill 28-21 keeping it in 27-6A. South Sand was over Lee, 27-14. And then over to 28-6A, where Warren defeated Holmes by a score of 28 to nothing. And finally, Stevens topped Marshall 34-7.
a good win for Madison, you know, because Madison had, got, had gotten spanked by Smithson Valley. They turned around and, 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 uh, and beat Churchill. Solid win for them, you know, in their, in their district opener. And then South San, kudos to South San. I believe they, lost, they, they broke a lengthy uh, losing streak in, in, in that district because, you know, they, have never, they hadn't been at – this is only their second realignment, put them, put them in, in with the Northeast schools, with the seven other Northeast schools, and they hadn't won a, a, a district game, I think, and they, or, or they might have, but it was a, they might have beaten Lee, I don't know. But then they come right back and they, and, and they win. So, uh, yeah, there's always a chance. You never know. And it's still early in the season where those kids can – they make up their mind. They can, they can turn around. Hey, and they can build some momentum. South Sand, they, they do have a tough district gauntlet to face, but they're 3-1 and one yeah. heading into week five, and, and you could be in a much worse spot. You'd rather be 3-1 and one with one district win uh, than, than really anything else in most situations. You know, the thing about South Sand, they're never going to get beat bad. They, they run that, that, we talked about that last week when Army played UTSA. They run that option offense, that midline option. Ron Kretz does a good job of teaching that offense, so when teams are going to play them, they don't have a lot of time to get ready for that kind of. You don't see that kind of offense nowadays. So they, 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 they've got a little edge a little bit. Uh, you know when they when they go in with that offense. All right, let's turn our attention now to the five A and below rankings. And we talked about in six A there was a one versus three matchup. A lot of symmetry in the sub six A rankings because right there in fourteen five A D two, the home of our number one and number three teams, they were facing off Bernie Champion against Kerrville Tyvee. This was another game. Really, if it was not the same week as Judson Steele, mm-hmm. it would have gotten so mm-hmm. much more attention. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's just that's just how the schedule works out sometimes. So we can give it that attention now here after the fact. Shout out to Kerrville Tyvee. Defending home field, handing Bernie Champion their first loss of the year, 24-19. The Antlers looking to move up in the rankings. Yeah, they did. It's, it's, I'm glad you said that about it. any other week because when I wrote my story on the rankings last week, I, took, I said about how Steele Judson was the, the marquee matchup in, uh, of, the, of the week, the featured matchup. And I said, but don't try to, good luck on trying to convince the people in Bernie and Kerrville <laughs> about that because they're, they're a game in the Hill Country. I tell you what, that, that was a good one. Uh, our friend Trapper Pinnell uh, didn't have a great game statistically. Uh, but I tell you, he scored. He passed for a touchdown, ran for a touchdown. He only had 69 yards passing and, and uh, uh, one running. But they, uh, they they were they won despite. And again, it wasn't a big edge. But Bernie Champion uh, outgained them 409 to 368. But that's neither here nor there. Statistics that doesn't matter. They they won they won the ball game. Luke Boyer's uh, the, the the Cracker Jack quarterback for for Bernie Champion uh, had 162 yards passing, 42 rushing. Uh, two total touchdowns, uh, one rush, uh, one you know, one uh, uh, passing. Big big game. Uh, no surprise. As good as Champion is, Tyvee is hard to beat in Kerrville. You know, the whole town goes out there, and they're they're ready. I mean, they're 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 going to they're going to defend that home field. What a ball game that was! And like as you and I spoke last week, and I picked up on that on 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 my lead for that for that uh, story when I was kind of laying out the week. I said this is the kind of week where you wish. You could be at different stadiums on the same night watching every game. It was just one. It was that kind of week. Yeah, I mean, we talked about Judson Steele, Smithson Valley, Clemens was right there, and then this Bernie Champion, Kerrville Tyvee. Just by nature of them not being in that that six A classification, mm-hmm. and it sort of gets mentioned in a second, almost a second sentence. Mm-hmm. And it's just a shame that's how the schedule worked out this year. But we move on. The number two team in the sub six A rankings on Ken's Five dot com was Wagner, and they were in district play thirteen five A against Lanier. No problem. They pitched a shutout thirty five nothing. Yeah, they. They didn't have a, again. I hate to dwell on statistics, but they they didn't really have a great game as far as offensively. They they had 239 yards. L.J. Butler, who's a big fullback that went for over 2,000 yards last year, scored through two touchdowns. Did not have a big game either, but they outgained Lanier 239 to, to 53. 
Uh, Lanier only had 18 yards rushing, so it's tough, tough, tough. Those inner city schools in that in that district to compete against somebody like like Wagner, but those kids are they go out each week and they and they try to you know try to do the best they, uh, that they can. And, and uh, when you get right down to it, that's you know you wonder how can a shutout be respectable? But that's not bad considering the talent that that, that Wagner has to to hold Wagner to 35 points. Next team in our sub six A rankings is Harlan. They're number four. Entering the week, they uh, looked to stay perfect on the year, and they did, improving to 4-0. They welcomed a, a good Del Rio team from a 6A, obviously outside the San Antonio area, but, but beating up, uh, punching up a division a little bit, and uh, and hanging on for a close win, 28-21. Yeah, that was a good game for Harlan. You know, the, the Hawks are, are good. They're they're gonna they're gonna compete for, you know, for that title in 14-5A Division One. Uh, they, they beat a, a pretty good uh, Del Rio team, and they opened district this week against McCullough. The number five team in our 5A rankings, Veterans Memorial, they had no problem this week against Edison. 59 nothing. giving the scoreboard operator a little bit of a workout. Well, they outgained, and here I go again, but folks, those stats just jump out at me. They outgained the Golden Bears of Edison 494 to 27. Edison only had two first downs. So, you know, your heart goes out to the kids on the losing team, uh, you know, on this, because it's a hard, it's a tough, tough matchup. Edison only had... Uh, two rushing yards on 30 carries, so you know they had a lot of negative, negative carries, obviously, negative attempts. But uh, anyway, uh, there's nothing to be said here. That all you can say on Veterans Memorial, you're expected to win the game. What's that cliche? I uh, hate to use the cliche, but you got to win the games. You, you, you know, you're picked to win, and they took care of business. And Edison, you know, will turn around and they'll they'll get ready for the next one. And you go on from there. The next spot in our sub 6A rankings is the number six spot that belonged to a, a non 5A team. There are two teams that are actually not in 5A in our sub 6A rankings. We include everybody else, but it's mostly 5A teams. Uh, Antonian, the Apaches, uh, a tap school, and they remained perfect, beating a good Holy Cross team, 19 to 14. Yeah, that's a good one. Holy Cross is always going to be there, even though they're in a class below Antonian. They're they're so well coached. Mike Harris does a great job. Those kids play hard. Uh, well, you know, Antonian uh, led 13-0 uh, in the fourth quarter. Holy Cross came back to take a 14-13 lead, and Antonian won the game on a 34-yard pass from Khalil Warfield to Devin Grant, who's going to Colorado. He's the defensive end. That I guess they put him on offense, a tight end or something. He caught the touchdown pass with uh, with 39 seconds left. So uh, the, it, it was just a close game. It, it was it was 13-0, and then and then they came back and led 14-13, and it winds up 19-14. Great game there. Never sleep on the uh, the tap schools. Obviously, no. the, the the 6A and 5A get a lot of attention, but Antonian's got some ball players, and they're four and zero. Holy Cross also uh, two and two now, but but a little bit deceptive with their record. The number seven and eight teams in our sub 6A rankings were both idle this week. Southside it was a scheduled off week. Bernie, they were supposed to play against Harlandale. On Thursday night, that game ended up getting canceled because of inclement weather. They can do that. That's a non, obviously a non-district game, a 4A against 5A. And we mentioned what happened with the uh, O'Connor versus J game, where they had to resume it because it's a district game. You have to finish it. Yeah. So uh, really, it's just a reminder that Mother Nature is always in charge, and yeah. uh, you have to keep knocking on wood, especially when it comes to Friday nights. The Thursday night ones, it's a little bit easier. There's some wiggle room. There's not as many games. But, man, right. if there's ever bad weather on a Friday night, it, it, it messes up it. a lot of things. Yeah, they'll call it. And, you know, the UIL, and, and rightly so, uh, you, whenever the, the, what, anything, anytime lightning gets within five miles, they've got an alarm. They literally have an alarm in those stadiums, and that alarm sounds. you got to go inside. Everybody goes inside. It's just too dangerous. 
Yeah, player safety first. Uh, you know, we, we talked about some, some safety and some health things. It's always important to remember that as much as we love talking about the action between the lines, mm-hmm. there's, there's a lot more to it mm-hmm. than that. Uh, last but definitely not least in the sub-6A rankings, Burbank against Brackenridge. They were the number 9 and number 10 teams in our rankings. This was one, David, you were really looking forward to. Maybe not quite living up to all the hype. Brackenridge pulled away uh, 28-13, the victory for the Eagles. Yeah, that's the one that when we, we talked about that last week where uh, Burbank at 3-0 and was off to its best start in, in, in 41 years. That's in 78 when they went 10-0. Uh, and regular season. That's been the only 13-0 season they've ever had. Uh, unfortunately for the for the uh, Bulldogs, they ran into a Brack team that was ready. Uh, Matthew Salazar, who, who who had been hurt the week before, their running back, went for 141 yards on 25 carries, did not score though, and and Brack, got, Brack, Brack pulls it out. It was just uh, a good game. They outgained, uh, it was close, although Brack outgained the, uh, the Bulldogs 356 to 151, or 131 rather, 131. 356 to 131. So it was a good uh, Brack average, 8.6 uh, eight yards rushing, and Burbank only 3.45. That tells a lot. I know the numbers don't always tell the story, but you look at a game like this, well, it's not that bad a game. But then you look at the rushing, wow. You know, they, they outgained uh, the Bulldogs 356 to 131 in rushing, not total offense, but that tells you a lot right there. 356 to 131 on the ground. You rush for that many yards, you're going to be in pretty good shape, and they average 8.6, almost a first down crying out loud. Um, yeah, and those are two schools that, that really base their offensive identity on the ground game. I think, yes. you know, some schools if, yeah. where, you know, you, the passing is the first and then usually also the second option. Uh, okay, the run game isn't really working that well. No big deal. We, we pass the right. ball better anyway. That, that's not the case with these teams. If you can't establish the run, uh, it's bad You're in news. Trouble. Yeah. You're in trouble. So a uh, quick recap of the sub-6A rankings. Bernie Champion was the number one team, but they lost. Wagner, Kerrville, Tyvee, Harlan, Veterans Memorial, and Antonian, uh, two through six, all one. Uh, seven and eight, Southside and Bernie didn't play, and then number nine, Burbank lost to number ten, Brackenridge. So some moving possible here in the in the rankings. Bernie Champion, how much do you weigh the fact that they lost a close game to the number three team on the road? We'll have to see. Be sure to stay tuned to Kens5.com and be looking for David Flores' update when he has the latest Kens5.com area rankings, both for 6A and sub 6A in the San Antonio area before Week Five games kick off. Let's quickly also recap the uh, sub-6A action for the rest of the San Antonio area, the teams that aren't included in our rankings. And we'll start in 13-5A. It was the opener for Highlands, but they lost to Jefferson 27-12. Seguin was on the road. They're the only school from uh, 12-5A D1 that's sort of in our coverage area, uh, mostly Austin schools. And uh, they won that game against Austin Northeast, a school that used to be called Austin Reagan 44-6. McCollum welcomed in a school from uh, out of our area, Eagle Pass, which is a uh, 6A foe, and Eagle Pass won that game 38-0. Laredo United South traveled to Southwest, and uh, again, it was the out-of-area school winning that one, but it was close and an exciting one, 42-35, as Southwest falls to 1-3 on the year. Meanwhile, uh, their neighbor, Southwest Legacy, traveled to Laredo and took on LBJ 17-16. Laredo LBJ handed Southwest Legacy their first loss, but it's a 3-1 and start for the Titans after uh, they went winless last year. Yeah, good solid start for John Tarvin. Yeah, you're right. They were 3-0. Uh, welcome, a welcome start for, for them because they struggled mightily last year, but it was their first year. You know, So here they come, a varsity football. So here they come, 3-1. and They'll take that. They'll take that. 
And they will open district play in 14-5 AD1 against each other. Southwest Legacy at Southwest. That's one of the games coming up this weekend, and we'll talk about those in just a second. But we do want to get through the rest of the games from this past week on September 19th, 20th, and 21st, wrapping up week four here for you. Kennedy was at Alamo Heights. No problem for the Mules uh, as they get their first win, 58-0, to open district play. Lockhart was at Medina Valley. They knocked off Medina Valley. A good road win for Lockhart, 17-7, and also in 14-5 AD2. Uh, Memorial getting their first win of the season against Uvalde, 12-7. So some low-scoring games there, uh, but good ones, especially as now you're talking about those districts getting opened up. And uh, I believe now into Week 5, just about every district will have their district opener by now as we are getting to the midway point of the season. The exception being the TAP schools. We mentioned Antonian beating Holy Cross. That's TAPS D1 against TAPS D2. And then uh, San Antonio Central Catholic in TAPS D1 traveled to Austin Regents, which is one of the best TAPS D2 schools in the state. And uh, Regents won that game 29-0. Yeah, good good win there. Uh, you know, for uh, I was gonna say for Memorial, shout out to them because they struggle to win games. You know, and then they they beat Uvalde. Uvalde's not one of the tougher teams in that district, but they that's a win. A win is a win. So uh, they'll they'll take it. They'll take whatever they can get. So shout out to Coach Kimmy Lewis and the Minutemen. All right, that's a, a good in-depth look at everything that happened in Week Four. Let's look ahead now to Week Five. These are games taking place on Thursday, September twenty-sixth through Saturday, September twenty-eighth. And district play rolling on. These teams either still looking for a first district win or looking to take that momentum from a district opener and push forward to 2-0. Start in 26-6A where Steele will look to get their first win. And they face another really good team. They have Clemens Friday at Lenhoff Stadium. Uh, both teams coming in at 3-1. and That's the battle of 3009. You, know, that, 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 you see that exit on 35? Well, well, on one side, on, on the south side is, 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 uh, is Clemens and on the north side is Steele. They call it the Battle of Three Double O Nine. That's a rivalry there. There'll, there'll be there'll be a there'll be a lot of action, a lot a lot of hoopla going on on Friday night at Lynn Hall Stadium. Two teams that both opened with district wins. New Braunfels travels to East Central on Friday. Uh, San Marcos will be looking for their first win, but it's going to be unlikely because they'll take on uh, Judson at Rutledge. But anything is possible. And wrapping up the uh, Week Five action in twenty six six A, Smithson Valley travels to New Braunfels Canyon on Friday. Yeah, Smithson Valley should get back on its feet. They 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 have to. You know they're they're, uh, uh, you know they're they're zero one in district. Don't expect them to lose again here this week. They're gonna they're gonna come back strong. Judson, uh, San Marcos. That's you know on paper, but then you got to figure these kids aren't robots. You know they they're they're they, from week to week they're gonna have a little letdown. No matter what they say. I mean after a game like this they'll have a letdown. So I wouldn't be a bit surprised if that game, you know it may not be that close, but it's not going to be a big, big route, I think, because I think San Marcos, and a quick note there, Mike Soto, the coach at, uh, at, at San Marcos, uh, used to be an assistant coach at, at Judson and also played uh, for the Rockets, so a little, lot of a lot, lot, lot of ties there, a lot, lot of ties with, with that ballgame. And when you're talking about some of these other schools in that district that aren't Judson, and you're facing Judson, that's that's like your Super Bowl, man. Yeah, that's a team that has a yeah. they, they have a target on their back all the yeah. time just because of the historical success that the Rockets have had. Yeah. And that that's comes it comes with the territory. Judson knows they're gonna get everybody's best game. So Absolutely. that's the bottom line. Uh, over in twenty seven six A, Reagan and Churchill will face off Friday at Heroes. Both teams dropped their district opener. MacArthur travels to South Sand. That's also on Friday night. Uh, at Comalander Stadium on Friday night, Madison and Roosevelt. That's probably the game of the week in that district. Both of those teams 1-0, and uh, whoever wins that game, definitely a, a possible early favorite in 27-6A. 
Madison is, is a defending champ. You know, they came back last year after some tough years and won that district. If Madison should win that ball game, oh, that, that's a whole new dynamic in that district race. Roosevelt sh should be favored, should win the ball game, but Madison, you know, they're, they're coming off uh, the big win over Churchill. Obviously, Churchill has struggled, but a win is a win, and you get momentum and you feel good about yourself. Uh, that should be an interesting, an interesting matchup. How about this? After all the three weeks of non-district plus one week of district play, only two teams in that 27-6A have a winning record. South San is 3-1, and one, Roosevelt is 4-0. and oh. uh, The next best team is Madison and Johnson, who are both 2-2. Two and two. Uh, yeah. Speaking of Johnson, they'll play Saturday at Comalander when they take on Lee. Yeah, and Johnson, with all due respect to Lee, you know, uh, Danny Closer does a great job with those kids at, uh, at Lee. You know, they beat Brack to break that 19-game losing streak. Uh, earlier this season, but Johnson, boy, they impressed me with that. That was a, you talk about a, a big win for Johnson last week. Boy, that's, they're, they're getting it together. They're going to be tough to beat. That big north side district, the 10-team district, the behemoth, the Big Ten, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Warren takes on Stevens. That's the Thursday night game at Gus. Uh, both teams are 2-2 two and two overall, but Stevens has the extra district win. They're 2-1 and one to Warren's 1-2. and two. Friday night at Ferris. This is a big game. First place in the district on the line early, Brandeis and Brennan, both teams undefeated with 4-0 overall records and 3-0 district marks. That says it all right there, Brandeis, Brandeis and Brennan. That's going to be uh, a ball game. That's, that's going to be our game of the week. That's one you know I'm going to, and that's going to be uh, uh, that's gonna just, uh, just a great matchup. It's going to be Brandeis' offense, really, going up against Brennan's defense. And uh, so... Uh, you can draw your own conclusions. You know they say they say that defense wins. What what do they say? Offense wins games and defenses wins championships. That sounds about right. That's a yeah. time that's a time tested uh, cliche there. But hey, I'm not going to count out Brandeis, and I'm not going to count out uh, Brendan. It should be a heck of a game for that for that Northside District. Friday at Gus, Jay takes on Holmes. Holmes still looking for their first uh, win of the season, and the Mustangs are a tough team that's going to be a little bit fired up right now, trying to avoid falling to one and three in district. Yeah, they got to bounce back, and and boy, Holmes is, you know, how the mighty have fallen. I remember there was times when Holmes was a perennial power. They they had they produced people that went onto the pro ranks and and all, but they they they've struggled. They're kind of they're landlocked. I mean, they they're, they just don't have any growth and all that. So. Uh, but Juan Morales and his staff uh, fight the good fight every week, and they, they get those kids ready. But we'll we'll see. But Jay should Jay should win that ball. That's an old rivalry, by the way. Holmes and Jay they're kind of down the road from each other there, you know, for going four ten west. Yeah, Holmes. You want to see them uh, have some more offensive success. I don't think they found the end zone yet this year. Uh, so that's uh, it, it. Takes time. You know, you're, you're developing young talent, but uh, but now you're into week five, and and it's not getting any easier in terms of district play. Uh, wrapping up. In 28-6A, two Saturday games, which is unusual for 28-6A. Marshall takes on Clark at Gus, and Taft takes on O'Connor at Ferris on Saturday. O'Connor's rolling. You know, I don't see them, you know, getting, getting. Uh, you know, they, they play what? They play Brandeis later in the season. That'll yeah, be good when that, they that's, the that's always a big game. Now, these are games, again, O'Connor's got to be careful not have a letdown. They've got to win. They, you got to win the games. You got to win, and uh, uh, that'll, that'll be uh, probably a game where they, they'll, they'll stay undefeated in the district. In 5A, starting with uh, 13-5A, Veterans Memorial takes on Brackenridge. Both of those teams 2-0, and so first place again on the line in a game pretty early in the season. Uh, but Veterans Memorial has looked really good so far. Sure, and they're, they're favored. You know, they, they've, got, they've got a lot of talent. But, boy, you talk about it, Brackenridge, there's always those uh, 
what do they call them, statement games? You want to make a statement, even though it's only going to be midseason. We're hitting the fifth week of the season here. Uh, you want to make a statement. You go off, you go off and knock off uh, uh, Veterans Memorial and see what happens. Uh, Brack has done that before. I remember one year they beat uh, Alamo Heights in the playoffs uh, uh, under, under their coach Willie Hall, who you know, is synonymous with that school. He's been there a long time. Uh, the, the Veterans Memorial should, should be okay. They've, they've got it rolling on all, on all cylinders, but they, they better not sleep on Brackeridge because they're dangerous. They've got some athletes. That game is Thursday at Alamo Stadium. Friday, uh, the favorite in that district, Wagner, takes on Edison at Alamo Stadium. Uh, and then also on Friday night over at SAISD Complex, Sam Houston and Lanier. Somebody's going to get their first win of the season. It's going to be well-deserved because both of those teams play hard. Yeah, they do. They, they do. They, they, they've, got a, they've got a couple. Somebody's going to have to win, right? Somebody's going to have to win, and we'll, we'll, see. Uh, we'll see who it is. And, and uh, uh, you know, Wagner, you say, plays Edison. Boy, Edison was held at just two yards rushing, rushing in their – in their game against Veterans Moral last week, and uh, they'll, as those coaches will say, Cameron, you know, as corny as it sounds, they're going to show up. The bus is going to pull up to the school. Players are going to get in there, and they'll they'll go to the game. But uh, boy, I tell you what, we'll we'll see what happens. But it, it just doesn't look very, very promising for for Edison. And but you don't know how good Wagner is. You know, you just don't know. You know, last year they were rolling along, and you know what the player that they miss. You and I have talked about this before. They miss their quarterback, who's over at the Navy Prep School, Tobias Weaver. They run an offense like we've talked about that option game. Those kind of guys don't grow on trees, and he was really, really good at running the option. They don't have that. They don't have that production like they had for the quarterback last year, and that's hurting them. Uh, last game in 13-5A, Burbank is against Highlands. That's Saturday at Alamo. So Alamo Stadium will be busy. Go visit the Rock Pile this weekend. You'll have you'll have some good games, I promise you. Uh, over in 14-5A, Harlan, they're 4-0. They open up district play. We mentioned it earlier. They have McCollum Friday at Harlandale Memorial. And then we also mentioned Southwest Legacy against Southwest. Uh, that's also a Friday night game in 14-5A. Uh, skipped over 12-5A. Uh, Seguin is off this week. That's why. 14-5A uh, D2, Alamo Heights at Uvalde on Friday. Uh, Alamo Heights, they lost all three of their non-district games, but they're 1-0 uh, they're when it counts in, in their district games. Right. Yeah, they'll, they'll get it going. You know, they'll, they've got to win this week. they got to win this game uh, this week, and they'll, they'll – that's, that's the beauty about when you have non-conference and then, then you have – or non-district, then you have the, non, the district games. They're 1-0. They win this game. Hey, it's like, hey, all those – we can learn from those losses and we can go from there. And as old Pop, Greg Popovich has always said – you learn more from a loss than you do a win. That's that's a fact, I think. Two teams that uh, I think learned from losses in uh, this past week, Medina Valley and Bernie Champion. They're, they're both 0-1 in district, and Bernie Champion, uh, you know after that close loss against Kerrville Tyvee, you don't want to be the team uh, facing them next. So uh, a real tough ask for Medina Valley to go on the road and win that game. That's on yeah. Friday night. Kerrville Tyvee will look to keep momentum going. They have Kennedy Friday at Edgewood Memorial, and then Memorial takes on Lockhart. That's it uh, on Friday as well. Well, Memorial, you know, they, they they won one game last week against Uvalde, right? So if Memorial could, could somehow beat Lockhart. That'd be a that'd be a talk piece for you know for the for the next podcast. They they could do that. I don't know if they've won back to back games since they moved into this Hill Country district again, but uh, it's going to be interesting. 14-5A D2, Floresville is at Cal Allen, and Somerset at Southside. The home teams in both of those games are 3-0. and These are district openers for all the teams in 15-5A D2. And then last but not least, all four TAPS teams in the San Antonio area will be in action. Antonian is on the road at Beeville Jones. Divine comes to San Antonio to face Central Catholic. Uh, Bernie Geneva visits San Antonio Christian, and then Holy Cross goes up I-35 to take on Austin St. Michael's. Antonin's got a good ball club. 
you know, they they got a good ball club. You know, Van Fushak that was uh, who was at Mark MacArthur for all those years, and then he left there after the 2010 season to to go and get that uh, jump start that program at Antonio. He's done it. Like I say, they have that Khalil Warfield that's a quarterback who has already committed to UTEP. Then you have Devin Grant who's committed to uh, uh, University of Colorado. And how many kids from Taps here commit to, to FBS schools? So it, it's, it's when you see be... two on the same team, you know you're you know you're yeah. in for a long night against uh, against a yeah. team like that. And then you mentioned right quick, uh, I think Florida is Floresville playing uh, Cal Allen at Cal Allen. Oh, that's an experience. You know, Cal Allen is a perennial power. I mean, they're they're uh, they haven't won a state champ. They've done everything but win state. Uh, they've been a few state finals. They're coached by Phil Danaher, who is the winningest coach in Texas high school history. And uh, to go to a game down there is to really experience Friday Night Lights. I mean, they have the music. They have her. It's, it's uh, the tailgating. We're talking about a high school game. It's really, it's really an experience. Uh, so uh, Floresville better, better have it. Have the chin strap buckled, as I say, because it's going to be rough. It's going to be a rough ride. We hope you're buckled up and ready to go. Still a lot more high school football action this season, and we are your place for the best coverage, Ken's 5 and kens5.com. Uh, be sure to check in throughout the week. David has his weekly rankings. We have our weekly Player of the Week feature, which airs on Wednesday and is also up on the website uh, shortly thereafter. And then, of course, the highlights from all the games, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We have photos. We have live scores available on the app and online, kens5.com scoreboard. Live scoring updates. Everything you could want from high school football coverage, it's all right here. And uh, we're glad you're uh, part of the family mm -hmm. here and uh, listening to the podcast. If you haven't already, be sure to hit subscribe, rate, and review five stars. It helps us reach more football fans in Texas, and uh, we appreciate you, you. That's all the time we have for tonight, and uh, we'll be back next week with the recap of Week 5 and a look ahead to Week 6 as the high school football season rolls on through San Antonio and Texas. For David Flores, I'm Cameron Songer. Thanks for listening. See you soon.